What's up? Today we have a special guest in the building and in the car. Uh, Rayson, how do you say your last name, Rayson? Es Esquejo? Esquejo. Esquejo, okay. Um, he's happened to be Earl's cousin, and uh, he has done a lot of amazing things that have to do with uh, social media and, and marketing and working in the film industry and, and doing that particularly for a film called Jobs, which Ashton Kutcher was a star of. Um, and then I also am familiar with him working at TFC for a bit and, and doing some marketing with them. And I think it's just great to, to hear someone's uh, experience doing uh, marketing, particularly for like just with social media, since marketing is a big one, but just in the niche of social media. So, Rayson, yeah, what's up? And, and happy to... Yeah, what's up? Three, what's up, Rayson? Hey, uh, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, I have, uh, I have a quite an interesting resume um, in this space, uh, particularly in the digital marketing space, uh, in social and and um, and entertainment, and basically the the gambit there. Um, yeah, I. What do you want me to rally off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess you know, Raisa, maybe uh, let us know like what what you're currently doing, right? Uh, you know, what are yeah. your big. Uh, you know, kind of professional pursuits today and also major projects, right? And, yeah. and then maybe after that, you know, we'd love to hear more about like, you know, your your career, right? Uh, you know, some... Like how I got there? Some, some yeah, there. some interesting kind of, you know, projects or roles that you kind of were in before this role. Cool. So, yeah. So, currently I'm working on uh, a, a myriad of different projects. Um, on the mainstay, I am the... Executive Vice President of a Harvey called Harvey Industries, which is a um, a woodworking tool company. So we produce um, table saws and hand saws and um, power tools for for woodworkers. Um, which was I came on this company about a year and a half ago. It was previously a B two B company, more traditional. Um, using my background in in digital marketing as well as e commerce, brought the company online. And I started with this company as a freelancer. <laughs> I bought the company online. Uh, their 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 gross revenue at the time was was um, about five hundred thousand. By the end of the first year, or in the six months that I from like March till the end of the year, um, I brought it up to five million. Uh, then the next year, uh, we're projected at fifteen million. So, um, oh wow. It's, working this, on this is, this is called Harvey. What did you say, Harvey? Harvey Industries. And and they're they're more of a like a like in terms of business, they're more of a carpentry or like in that field or like. So they're woodworking is is more of a hobby as well as hobby. I guess it crosses hobby as well as like you know during pandemic it definitely helped catapult that because a lot of people you know left their jobs or working at home and they really tuned into their craft. So a lot of people, if you looked on like marketplaces where people were making things or doing cabinets and tables and stuff so they invested into you know more of more of the tools wow yeah yeah um yeah and, and you you run like social media pages or like what is what is it that that comes so, into that? um it's funny because I, I again i started here as a freelancer um just kind of bringing on e-commerce like utilizing uh paid media on, and, and hyper-targeting um, on, on Facebook, on Google, on YouTube, on Instagram, um, and basically raising awareness uh, for the product. 
I've always been a big advocate of if you have something that's a good product, there's an audience for it. Actually, for anything, if you have anything, there's there's an audience. You just have to find them. <laughs> yeah, so so let, let's tap into that. Like, uh, it, to, to me, like the, the wood industry would, would seem like the more mature side of things, right? Like people who are probably like 50 or like old people. I don't want to say that like that. but like, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely the, the demographic there is definitely skews older. Um, the mainstay of the, the audience that was propelling the company prior to my uh, employment there was about the $500,000 a year kind of uh, base was was typically 50 to 75-year-old uh, oh, Caucasian shit. male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot more, maybe because the, the diversity wasn't um, I guess, exposed you know, uh-huh. to this kind of stuff. Because now the, the demographics are definitely skewing younger. Um, just because it's, I mean, people want to find out things to do. Um, it's definitely still like in the 30s to 40s because these things are not cheap. Disposable income is definitely necessary um, unless you're a professional carpenter. But a lot of people are, are starting to dive into the woodworking, which is um, it's very interesting. There's a very passionate audience out there for this kind of stuff. Yeah, how, how do yeah, you? Yeah, so I guess. Uh... So I guess Grayson, uh, kind of jumping on here, like, how, how do you end up, like, let's say, you know, even running digital for companies, right? Like, you know, tell us more about like your own kind of journey to that. You know, I was telling Dan a while ago that, you know, you're one of the kind of early pioneers, I guess, of betting your career on platforms, which is very unproven, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, MySpace major at the time, and even others, when literally, you know, marketing was not digital right um yeah. so how uh, you know, maybe tell us more about like that 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 the journey decision to bet your career on these new trends but it could have tanked right so uh, i'm curious yeah so i mean like I, social media kind of game <clears throat> when i was in college i was like third or fourth year in college um was about myspace and you know like the tail end of friendster facebook just started getting introduced um I saw an opportunity here. Uh, I've always been a fan of marketing because I like, I, I think talking to people is interesting. I think interacting with people is interesting. I think the way people interact with things are interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely. at the time, it's one of those things where if you wanted a tenure in marketing, you probably have to get 15 years under there to be a director level or something. Uh, and I saw an opportunity here. I was like, okay, social media is definitely a platform that's gaining a lot of traction. Um, Facebook is just kind of getting into um, MySpace is, is full blown. I think I should do a, become a social media marketer. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know. No one really knew what that was. You're, you're Ty Lopez of. before the Ty Lopez guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the term for it back then was is new media because that that's one of those things that like they didn't have new media. Wow, wow. So it's yeah, they, they, they the didn't they didn't have you. a coined <laughs> term. Yeah, they didn't have a coined term for it. So it was it was like, oh yeah, you're into new media marketing, and I was like kind of a broad term but i guess it's it's more of the social new media um so I, I i i try to look for everything resources everywhere to try to learn more about this stuff um tapped into guerrilla marketing books by like seth godin um which which helped me learn guerrilla marketing tactics uh, and i kind of converted that to see how they could work online um so I eventually, uh, I use that to kind of go door to door to, to businesses and be like, hey, do you do digital marketing? It's this new thing that's kind of online. A lot of people are on there. And I basically 
What did they say at first? Were they were they clueless or like did they uh, like think were like, scamming? So you build websites? Yeah. Like, well, technically not websites. There are pre-existing <laughs> sites where where people are on there, but it's interesting because at that time, if anyone was going to pay you anything, you had to learn. So I learned off of YouTube. I learned web development. I learned Photoshop and, and graphic design. Um, just kind of as as far as it is in relation to digital marketing. And which made me kind of a jack of all trades at that point. Uh, that eventually landed me at a internship with a company called um, Fanscape, which did all the social media for MTV. Oh wow! And when I got when I got in there, I realized they had no idea what they were doing either. They were kind of just doing what I already <laughs> learned funny. how to do, yeah. which was kind of just like spamming pages with with like messaging, yeah, going yeah. on MySpace pages and being like, "Hey, check this out." Hey, check this out um which is funny because i was like this is this is what the big companies are doing um so i decided after that internship i graduated and i was like i'm gonna go full steam ahead with this social media marketing it's really starting to grow facebook is trying to be a thing myspace kind of died out but facebook is a thing and it's in that college range where you know i was definitely in that in that market um so which one? From Madeline? No. <laughs> I'll take it. What is it? <laughs> um, so then it's funny because like my parents were, you know, like, you know, first generation yeah. Filipino, you know, were like, you, you know, you graduated from UCLA, you, you have a degree in philosophy, maybe like law would probably be more of a thing. I was like, no, I'm going to kind of like dive into this social media Man. marketing. Yeah. So I, I guess like back then, like, I guess degrees are kind of like almost getting to that irrelevant or like kind of not as relevant. Um, yeah, it was about that time. Like, I graduated and it was like, no one had jobs kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is bad. So let me just do the social media marketing thing. And people were like, you're going to, it's it's bad. You're not going to make any money. And I was like. Hey, what year was this? Was this like 2011? This was 20, 2008. Oh my God. Yeah, 2008. So people were like. Yeah, That's like the crisis time, right? Crazy. Yeah. And then people were like, yeah, you're better off getting a, a normal job. I was like, nah, I, I, you know, like I saw MTV doing it. So it must be like, it must be a thing. So I, I went a couple more years doing door to door, kind of refining my skills, learning, um, learning platforms for, for this kind of like stuff, learning Facebook, really learning YouTube, learning how they, they interacted with people um, and how people interacted and used them. And then um, I landed a gig with an agency that was doing it for Adidas and um, I worked there for for about a year, uh, kind of learning the how how the bigger companies and the uh-huh. CPG companies were doing it. And a year into that, I landed a job as a uh, head of social media for a movie studio called Open Road Films. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I did. Sorry about that. No, no it's good. It's oh, good. My bad, man. Yeah, you know, for the listeners of the uh, the podcast here, right? Like, you know, uh, yeah, Rayson is a is, is a busy guy, so we 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 caught him. Feel free to eat too, Rayson. Uh, that, that's okay. Yeah, we caught him during his uh, his lunch break here, right? So you know, running running basically a multi million dollar uh, division, uh, you know, has its perks, right? <laughs> I was trying to buy the, the everyone on the team some food for lunch. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I, I was like, I landed this gig. Um, Open Road Films was a, a uh, partnership company 
from AMC theaters and Regal theaters, they basically came together and made a movie studio. And this was, this is around 2010. Uh, um, and they were yeah. just kind of like the startup. So this was like when those mini major studios were, were kind of in the works, like um, Lionsgate, um, Fox Searchlight, um, like all, all the smaller studios. A24 so, or something like that. A24. Um, yeah, that, 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 I, yeah I all, the, that. all the Europa and like <laughs> all those things. So um, they brought me on. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we don't really know what, what to do here. But you have a lot of experience in the field since I was already out doing it. Apparently, at that point, I had like three or four years of experience, which nobody had in social oh. media. Right, and they're right, like, right. it was starting to gain traction. They're like, yeah, just do whatever you were doing before for these movies. And I'm like, I know nothing about doing it in the movie space. So, okay, let's just make things up. Um, luckily, like, you know, like, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of traditional things that I kind of, like, traditional marketing things that I kind of just converted into digital. So, um, gamifying things before gamifying was a term yeah yeah so how, how different was that compared to like i guess just playing google ads and, and all like like in social media right? like you're working with like a facebook post schedule it's, and like a like a yeah so it's it's creating content audience. schedules it's it was is interesting because it's more of a macro level so i had to hire agencies to do this kind of work because i was working on several movies at a time uh -huh. um so uh, i think my first movie i worked on was end of watch with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and do you get to meet these actors too, by the way? Yes, because it was like a social, social media is kind of one of those things that they're like, okay, you fill it in all the gaps. Fill in all the gaps. So go on set, talk to them, um, do a Facebook Live, like what? doing <laughs> YouTube Lives. And like, you know, I interact with these people and they'd be like, uh, so you're the internet guy? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. I, I gotta like, see this. And it was really person. weird. Like, I, interesting because, like, I'm from Los Angeles, so I'm not really, um, I don't get starstruck that much, but it's, like, really weird just interacting. Like, I was, I was doing a yeah, yeah, tell me about live yeah. stream with, like, uh, for a movie we did called Side Effects, which had Ch Channing Tatum. No way. Uh, oh, I've seen that with Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, Rooney Mara. Oh, that's um, loving other drugs. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, um, Jude Law. Yeah, uh, Catherine Zayn Jones, and it was, it was interesting because, like, you know, we were just like chilling, like while we were taking a break. Channing Tatum's like, "What's up?" And I was like, "What's up, Mr. Tatum?" No I was like, oh. <laughs> "Like, and I'm like, uh, what do I even say to you? Like, how does it feel like to be famous?" <laughs> it's just kind of like, it's, it's weird, but it was that which, like, these opportunities I didn't have, uh, that social media didn't have. I was kind of pioneering. There was a uh, movie that we worked on. This is where it really turned the tables. There was a movie called Jobs with Ashton right, Kutcher. It was right, right. the original iteration of the Steve Jobs story with Ashton Kutcher, um, which we picked up off of Sundance for like nine million or something like that. Um, so it was like it wasn't nine million, by the way. It's pennies to to get a movie. Yeah, and it was like um, the the sentiment of Ashton Kutcher being. Steve Jobs was kind of negative coming out of Sundance because people were like, "How's the guy from the '70s show going to be Steve Jobs?" Yeah, yeah, and like I think it's funny because <laughs> he does like a bunch of other stuff where he's like in venture capital too, and then uh, yeah, yes, directing yeah. too. Uh, and... This is 
this is something that like you know they didn't really know like the 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 general public didn't really have knowledge of this like, right? uh -huh. yeah so this was really like you know looking at Ashton Kutcher in a different light other than the the guy that's always high on that side of the show um, and they're like okay we need we're gonna pour a lot of our budget into digital because we don't have a big budget for this movie we got for nine million we probably have another nine million to spend in general to open this movie across the country and like under 20 million to release a movie is like nothing <laughs> like nothing like uh, movie studios like Disney some of that for hundreds of millions of dollars into marketing this kind of stuff wow, um, that's a lot of money and hardly any of that makes sense because you know it's the everyone's saturated with, with watch this experience this blah 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 um but it's really cool this is where it turned uh, really like turned the corner for me it was um Instagram, or Fox just released um, a trailer on Vine, which was, you know, like, Vine was, like, a big thing back then. Um, it was, like, a, a platform for, like, six-second videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then... And you, you could that. only, like, live record things, but you couldn't upload things. But there was a fully uploaded trailer for the movie Wolverine on there, and Fox must have paid, I don't know, the millions of dollars. To right, get there. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And I was like, and at the same time, Instagram had a similar feature, but still didn't allow uploading. So I, I was like, okay, there has to be some way to do this, right? Maybe if I can hack it, I can upload a trailer, and then, you know, it wouldn't look so janky because people were just, like, recording screens to upload their trailers. So I looked at, like, Instagram just got acquired by Facebook at that point. Sure. So yeah, things were kind of just, like, jumbled, not really coded correctly. Um, I plugged in my Android phone into the computer, and I kind of like realized that um, when you lose reception on your phone, the files get cached somewhere on your computer on your phone, and then upload later. So I'm like, where do they go get cached? So I found it. I found the file. I I was like, oh snap! This is the file that's going to get uploaded when I get reception. Uh -huh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hit up the AV team for that uh, for for the studio and I was like, hey, can you cut me a trailer in the exact same specs as what gets uploaded? And I basically switched it out. I copied the same file name, put it back in the same folder, and when I turned it off airplane mode, it ingested the file and uploaded it into to Instagram. As the first video that's been uploaded to Instagram. Are you serious? Um, yeah. And so what was this like uploading was, videos? Yeah, yeah. This was the first Instagram? Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got the guy. It's uh, we we should all get like some some endorsement for that or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like um, so it got uploaded. I did this. I called the the CMO of the company on Sunday. I was like, hey, I think I found a way to upload things to Instagram, and he was like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm, he was, <laughs> so wow. he was just like, yeah, do do whatever you need to do, because it was like not really priority. Social media was kind of like still wild wild west. No one was really paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, uploaded it Sunday, came in Monday. People were just like, No way, like, what, what happened? <laughs> like, you didn't see? I was like, I didn't see what literally Vanity Fair, Good Morning America, uh, Mashable, uh, yeah, that changed the world. Kind of, right? Everything, everyone covered like it also had to do with like you know, it was a Steve Jobs movie, so innovation was part of it, sure, and they're like. Speaking of innovation with the new Jobs movie, um, the movie Jobs uploaded the first video on Instagram. And I was like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> that was you, man. So, that was you. <laughs> like literally everyone, like people are calling me, like Instagram, my reps at Facebook were calling, blowing up my phone. And I was like, oh shit, I, I kind of broke their system. So <laughs> I'm just not going to answer these calls. That is, yeah. That's, I'm just going to let it sit for a second. Yeah, so I think I think uh, right, right. That's that's crazy because yeah. I think um, you know the world we live in. It's just it's just new technology every day, and like maybe the the closest thing in our minds to this is like a TikTok, right? Like when no one knows how to use it, and we just have to break it, uh, like make it, like literally what you did, break it, and like force something to work, or like, but like um, uh, you know, with like legacy industries, like the even the movie industry, and like now what you're doing with woodwork, woodworking, um, like how is that? response uh from i guess internal like internally how do you see that because like new technology you know becoming a major part of the business um is that like kind of embraced or is that like people scared it's not going to work it's like a risk like how how's that perceived and like how do you make that happen i mean other than the woodworking stuff i still do like work with fox and sony and stuff like that and like every time across the board any of these places some people are more knowledgeable about like kind of like newer platforms and how to adapt them and adopt them some more than others. But a lot of people have their mainstays. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, yeah, you do Instagram, you do YouTube, um, whatever else you want to throw in there that you think in your professional opinion you should do. So like, you know, like it's kind of up to the discretion of, of me or anyone in those kind of positions to kind of see, because like a lot of people don't know. Like, you swear the exact same box. Like, I'm doing a show right now. I don't know if this violates I'm doing a show right now with um, Jay Leno um, called You Bet Your Life. That's going to be airing nationwide in um, September. Um, it's like Jay Leno's comeback like, game show. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're like, yeah, we, we trust whatever you, know, you ever want to do. So, like, I, yeah, I get, I have to get COVID tested like every day because I. No I, way, that's, too much. that's, that's with, bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm vaccinated, like, because I interact with Jay Leno all the time. So, like, you know, I, I was Wait, like, hey, Jay, you met him and you hang out with him? Oh, well, I don't hang out. I'm like, we're, we're on set every day. So oh, like, wow. Okay. I kind of, like, grab stuff, like, for TikTok. Yeah. Because, like, even though, like, we have promos and stuff like that, that I, that, you know, we post on Instagram and we target, we put, like, behind the scenes content. TikTok is one of those things where you kind of ride trends that are there <laughs> instead of making right. them. So I'm like, okay, let's do the Daniel Mac thing. You know, Jay Leno has cool cars. Yeah. rolled up in a Tesla plaid the other day. And I was like, hey, Jay, can we do this thing for TikTok real quick? I like, I grab my phone. I'm like, okay, let's, um, let's do the Daniel Mac thing. I'm going to ask you, like, you know, what kind of car this is, and how much it costs, and like, stuff like that. So I'm like, he's like, all right, the guy's sharp, man. sharp. I'm like, yeah. all right, hey, Jay, that's a killer car. Like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, hi, I'm Jay Leno. I'm the host of this new uh, show called You Bet Your Life. This is a Tesla flag. And then he turned it on, so it started auto driving away. I'm going to watch this one. Is it out now? Is it like yeah, on YouTube? It's on, it's on TikTok right now. It's, if you look at You Bet Your Life. Um, and it's, it's got 177,000 views on it right now. That's a lot, right? <laughs> which, is, which is great for organic content that you uh -huh. get to any paid on. So it's like, um, like that. In that sense, like, you know, I show that to the producers and the executive producers. They're like, wow, that's great. We should do more stuff like this. Um, but it's kind of one of those things, like, with the with the Instagram thing, like, they don't start paying attention until it's, it's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and when, they, when they capitalize on it, like, you know, like, when I brought the, the woodworking company to the, up towards the, the 
teens million mark, they're they're like, yeah, just do your thing until it started getting like um, having a major effect on sales. And they're like, sure. oh, whoa, whoa, so tell us more about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess you know, based on you know, that's something that uh, at least you know the the listeners really would love to hear from you is you know how do you know if this trend is real, right? Like how do you know if let's say TikTok years ago would really blow up, uh, and you have to invest in knowing more about it. Let's say Facebook in the early days or Instagram, like because I mean, a lot of people are worried that they're betting their careers on platforms that could basically you know sunset or sunrise right like how do you think about that like what's your thoughts on it just because uh, i think a lot of us you know imagine that technology field or even business field right like sometimes you're what you learn in college right like what the teachers teach you after two years especially in tech side like it it's expired right like so how, how, how do you know that you're not wasting let's say four years of college in something that actually become irrelevant soon so yeah, I mean, like it's it's one of those things. Like regardless of what you learn in college, I, I feel like you always have to stay relevant. And hold on, just a second. Sorry about that. Hey, man. You get the on a mobile order? No, no, no. You're not. No. How was the same guy that gave me this order? <laughs> like, do you not remember me? Anyways, like it's one of those things. Like I, I I've spoken at colleges, um, and like people, and that's actually a common question. It's like how do I get into this? Like, is what I'm learning right now relevant? I was like, it's not what you learn in college in this field. It's, it's what you learn how to do, which is stay diligent. So even like, I've been doing digital for I would say 16, 17 years now. And it's, I always have to learn new platforms. I always have to be kept abreast to like what's coming up and how the adaptability of that is and how, to, to kind of like interpret the way to do how to convert um, uh, uh-huh. target KPIs and, and initiatives that are, are aligning with the overall company and converting that into whatever the platform is. Yeah. Can, can you talk about that learning process? I think just like, um, does that come yeah, natural to you? Or like, is it like a lot of... It's, kind of like, it's one of those things. It's like creativity is like people are like, oh, you're either born with it or not. It's kind of, no, it's not really... It's one of those, it's like a learning exercise that you constantly have to do. So I look at platforms all the time when I pick up new projects. I, I always look at them and say, like, how will this respond to the audience on this platform? How can I make it, how can I translate it to work with the platform? Because each platform online uh, kind of does its own thing, right? Sure, like TikTok sure. is more for entertainment. Um, like apparently Instagram is now for shopping. Facebook is more for, you know, like, events and, like, like Emily, movies, Emily. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, like, YouTube is, is starting to do more shorts. It's kind of like, um, you always have to be uh, open to pivot. And, like, you know, open like, sometimes, like, you invest into learning one thing and you, you, you do a lot of resources. You, like, expend a lot of your, your resources, both, like, you know, opportunity costs as well as, like, money into learning something and then it sets I can't even tell you how many times I worked on movie studio like campaigns where we built out this like elaborate app on Facebook and then Facebook changed their code and literally the hundred thousand dollars that they used to create that app is useless. It doesn't even work. Oh, wait. How how common or how often did that happen? Did that happen like uh, all the time? All the time. All the time. If you use any of those like scheduling apps like Buffer, like Canva, maybe uh, yeah, HubSpot. Like, well, Canva's. Canva does have a, a posting like ability, yeah. but like 
those things go down all the time because Facebook changes a small piece of code that affects wow. the API that they use. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like, uh, I'd say, like, be open to everything. Like, be always, always be knowledgeable and, and up to date on what's happening. So, like, read, read blogs, do a lot of Twitter, do a lot of, like, um, TikTok, look at the trends, look yeah. at what people are using. Yeah. And then look at, like, read things like Social Media Examiner, that's what I use, or, like, uh, Mashable, or, or things that people are starting to use. Right. And mass adopt. And then try to get in early on that. Figure out how to use the platform and how to establish yourself as an authority on that platform for whatever the brand is or whatever your personal brand is. And um, know that you might have to pivot. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, 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 it seems like you must pivot at, at these times or less, unless, you know, like it, it, it's not going to work out unless you pivot. That's what I'm kind of seeing. Yeah, everything, everything pivots. Like, you know, like, I, I have a strategy upon a strategy behind a strategy in case Instagram disappears or in case wow. Facebook becomes a different platform or but that's why like you know whenever I, I talk to people for personal brands I'm always like oh you know I'm a huge Instagram influencer I was like I'm always telling them like, look you got to diversify your platforms then like you have to make sure that you push people towards something that you own like your own Facebook your yeah, own website yeah, yeah. or uh, diversify on YouTube if you don't want to build your own website, stuff like that. Because the minute one platform goes down, you're now irrelevant. Right. What, what are you using to, by the way, what are you using to uh, edit the videos? Is it like Adobe Premiere? Or like, uh, uh, so I use, um, I use, when I'm doing it on the fly, I use LumaFusion, which is an app on my phone, which is equally as powerful as for what I need to do on social. Um, as like, you know, Premiere or Final Cut, any of those things. You can do it on the fly on your phone. I what usually use Lumit Lumit Luma Fusion L U M A Fusion L U M A. Okay, and is that free? Is that like paid by the company? Is that, is that you? Free? You would have to pay. Like, yeah, it's a paid uh, app. But okay. it's, it's like thirty bucks or something like that. But the power of that app is like great for when you need to like do things. Wow. You know, like when you don't want to rely on like you know editing through TikTok or you know like the standard graphics that you have on, on Canva but if you want to get something that's like really something that you have full control over like an editing stuff and you don't want to pull it onto your laptop yeah, yeah. Like Fusion it's, it's great. that's pretty awesome yeah man um, man I gotta go look at this whole new world I think like uh, Silicon Valley is just like I, I don't know like I, I kind of forgot about like um, the other industries in the world and like it's interesting how you're in uh, <laughs> and, and like you know like uh woodwork yeah that, that's that's okay. a funny thing in fact that's probably a good question right uh i guess yeah right so what's your thoughts on you know what's la tech look like um because you know a lot of our guests obviously come from tech and silicon valley VCs, etc but we want to bring you a different perspective what does la tech look like um how, how different could it be let's say to like the startup mindset, say in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah, I feel like there's it's a lot more laid back here. I mean, I know that we have Silicon Beach out here, um, but Silicon Beach, the, the whole so, deal of it is that it leaks into everything. So, like tech kind of leaks into entertainment, and entertainment kind of leaks into tech, and then like entertainment and tech kind of leak into like 
brands. Sure. Uh, they all kind of like meld together uh, out here, which is which is funny because like those three things exist out here, so they would be some synergetic like uh, like combinations <laughs> where you have like you know um, people launching NFTs who are celebrities launching like a celebrity backed Reese's Pieces cereal NFT. Mm. That crosses tech, that crosses entertainment, that crosses brand. Um, you know, the, right. the fact that Amazon Studios exists out here, um, where Amazon is, you know, not a traditional entertainment company. Yeah. Um, but it exists because the, again, like the cross platform or cross industry stuff is, is here. So it's not like, I feel like like tech in, in Silicon Valley is more like, Businessy, um, like, 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 like formal funding rounds and seed okay. rounds, and, and like you know, like trying to launch IPOs and stuff like that. Here, it's more of like, okay, how do we cross it into more entertainment, more mass adoptable like market? How do we make a bigger splash? More for like the like the outward aesthetic kind of thing, as opposed yeah. to like raise <laughs> yeah. money through yeah. a traditional like angel investor. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's a good point. Hey, Rayson, we have a couple minutes left, so maybe I'll ask you like some final questions from my end. That that Dan to wrap. Let's go. Let's um, go. Like, let's, yeah, yeah my, my 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 last uh, my last two questions is: if you had to explain uh, startup mindset in one sentence, what would that be? And the second uh, question, right after that, is: what advice would you give your twenty-year-old self if you meet him today? Um, I want I don't want to be some like cliche, but like always stay on top of things. Like ah. you know, like it's 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 true. Like the, I, I hear this from a lot of people. I, I, I do a lot of panel speaking, I do a lot of like you know, like talks, and everyone always says the same thing, which which is what I always echo is is get started. Like, you know, like I talk to a lot of people like I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, uh, but don't do it. Like the the journey of a thousand miles starts from the first step. Like you gotta just guide. Like don't don't think of business plans. Don't think of like because you, you spend hours doing that. You finally launch something and no one adopts it. It's it's a waste of time. So just get started. Whatever it is, you just build it, um, put it out there, and see how the audience reacts. To it. Um. Yeah. No. I think that's. That's what everyone does, and it's hard to say. Like you, like I, I think for this industry, it's hard to say that you figure something out because something just keeps it's a moving target. So, so I think that's that's use, useful advice and, and uh, pretty relevant to to. Everyone. Is that the advice to yourself, Rayson, your twenty year old self? Is like, to just go get like, started, or what? What is that? Yeah, because you know, like when I was a kid, I was like, I'd love to. Or when I was younger, I was like, I'd love to just do this, and I'd love to just do this. Like, I tell myself, well. Obviously, now is a different time. Like, learn what you learn it and do it. Just learn it on your own. Don't wait for someone to signal you. Don't, because, you know, like, I, I would always be like, hey, do you want to do this with me? Hey, I'm starting this thing. Do you want to do this with me? <laughs> do it yourself. Like, people will always follow you if you start. Wow, yeah, that's a good point. That, that's a good one. You don't, people will follow you if you start. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people are waiting for someone else to start. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's literally it. Like I talk to people all the time. Who are like, all right, you start like, oh, that's cool. Like, that, that's a cool idea. But when I'm actually doing it, people are like, yo, how can I get in on this? 
you weren't in on it before. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Dan, Dan, final oh, words. Man. Yeah, we're racing, dude. This has been, you know, super amazing and, and more than uh, we, we kind of envisioned. Um, uh, how you, I mean, like, if uh, do you want to promote yourself or what, what do you want to say? Like, if you had, I mean, like, yeah, find, find me on LinkedIn. It's, uh, you know, like, just search race on, just Google race on, you know, and like, you'll find all my stuff. There's, there's too many things to find. <laughs> yeah you're right yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it on so- you're on social media right so i could tag you and I'm do on it. every social media with like 10 different profiles <laughs> we got to make a good social media to, to make you proud you've, you've done too much and <laughs> i gotta show off we got we have to sign the show off you know <laughs> awesome well race on thanks so much thanks so much thanks guys all right see you later, yeah keep in touch right, yeah thanks